Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of AK's Podcast and today's episode is going to be a very special episode as today we are joined with not just one but two very special guests. You see there's this other podcast that I've been working with quite closely as of recently. They're called Brainsponge and here they are. Hey, we're Brainsponge and, I, I and we're know. here to say. Yeah, we like it's just two dudes talking about things creatively and mentally more or less. Like we don't try to put ourselves into one thing. We're just two dudes talking and see what happens. Yeah, uh, our names are Matthew and Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we we will be robots. that's more or less it's nothing too out there, nothing too scripted, nothing just it's just literally just whatever we want to talk about. You see, usually for my episodes, I plan out a lot of stuff and I tend to even have a script. But instead, today I didn't feel like it was necessary to do that as I didn't really want to interfere with the natural chemistry you guys both have, which is pretty much what makes Brain Sponge so special. Well, that's the thing about the show is, like, that is how we talk. It's just mics in front of us. Like, if you were taking away the microphones, that's how we'd still talk. Yeah. You know, because we're just two big geeks and nerds at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, we just have love for films, games, horror, superheroes, just a lot of things, and it's just... It's a nice, as we put it, time capsule just to put back. And, and sometimes I listen back to some of the stuff and go, oh, yeah, that was that was a good conversation, a good engaging conversation. Yeah, I usually get like 10 minutes in and then I'm like, I'll watch something else. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, yeah, I, I like listening to it. Uh, I, I listen bits and parts. I like click random episodes just to see where I was at at a certain point. And it's it's fun that way. I yeah, I think that's you th- can kind of discern from the tone of the voice and the conversation what we're talking about, what our headspace was. Yeah. Because like the one thing that we want to try push from each other is creativity and just talking about ideas, bits and bobs. Because our recent episode was just me kind of having a mini meltdown because I was just at a stalemate with creativity, and Matthew was talking about Baseball Man, who I found genuinely very interesting, which was an idea he had, and that's yeah. what it kind of is. That like we just talk about things we want to do. And now that it's on tape, that hopefully one day we can fulfill the promise. Hell yeah, that we can bro. go back and talk about it and talk about how fun it was. But, you know, that's just stuff to do in the future. Yeah. The main thing that I admire so much about Brainspunch is that how you two just created a safe space for you both to speak about whatever's going on. So, you know, some days Kian has a rough day, some days, mm. some days Matthew has a rough day. And you both just speak about it honestly without judging each other or anything like that. The prime highlight being the episode where you both discussed your mental health and some of the difficulties you both had growing up, which was episode two, even though it released third. (laughs) We're geniuses, what can we say? Yeah. Everything is planned from the start. We already have episodes all the way up to 50 plans. Yep. We've pre-recorded everything and new (laughs) future events in history and movies that have already come out. That's how that's how big brain we are. <laughs> and games as well. We're we're actually we're actually aliens from the future. We actually have Kevin Feige waiting outside the door as we speak. And he's like, Hey guys, 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 I got a great idea, alright? I'm gonna make this new game and he tells us all what all what this new game is and we're just like, Alright, yeah, we'll mention it in the next podcast and get out of here. And this Feige. is a great excerpt of what to expect <laughs> from our podcast. Just yeah. literally anything. We make a bit out of everything. Yeah. And personally, I believe that the standing out part of the show is how you guys can jump from one topic to another and there's no pressure 
for you to speak about anything. It's not. It's never like okay, we have to speak about this today. It's like you know, in your most recent episode where mm. it starts off with Kian speaking about being burnt out, and then it goes a bit more into video games and other mm. stuff. And Metroid. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he's got. I don't think he's gotten that far yet. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just I was in a space and Matthew can understand sometimes the mentality of course it's different with animation and just you know mm. whatnot but he could understand was just trying to give me pointers and whatnot just you know we kind of remind each other of how far we've come as well like you know as friends and as people who want to create stuff like you know because like this whole podcast was just an idea just tossed out and turned into a reality and that's pretty much it hell yeah personally if i was to do something like brain sponge i'd find it very very scary you see i have to plan everything i have to write everything down i usually prepare a script for me to speak when i do my podcast because otherwise i just know my mind will go blank if i don't write something down nah it's all right i totally understand i i don't write down a crap ton of my thoughts and my brain moves on to the next one while you're thinking of it i need to let bailey in because he's scratching at the door but yeah We'll keep Actually, mo- I think that's what we only really cut. If, if when we were recording our podcast, the only thing we tend to actually cut out are either when I actually blank out and I'm going, um, uh, and I'm like, oh, and then Keen's usually the one who's like, all right, I'll, I'll continue talking for a bit and then yeah, well, until like, you remember. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, how the symbiosis of this podcast works is, like, rule number one, the unofficial rules is that we both want to do it, that mm. we both just want to talk. Like, you know, I handle all the technical aspects, the recording, the recording space, the gear, the mm. editing, and distribution of everything. And Matthew handles the art, which is just as important because, like, you know, striking art brings in people. Hell yeah. And it's just, you know, I always enjoy what Matthew brings and what he draws because it's just his interpretation. Like, when I saw the thumbnail for the Burnout episode, I was like, that creative guy. Like, <laughs> genuinely, I was like, I didn't know what to expect because, like, you know, one of my favorite thumbnails is the one from episode two with the sponge on the table. So I was expecting yeah. something like that. I wasn't ex- expecting some guy doing donuts. I was like, I, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burnout. I find that really, really interesting, you know, like how your mind can jump from one idea to the next without blanking out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like having a lot of creativity and it's, you're just like full of ideas, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's mainly my ADD that's activating that, but it's, it's, but, oh my God. Okay. Wow. Just talk about, <laughs> just talking about blanking and I got blanked, but, um, but, uh, yeah, my, it's mainly my ADD that probably uh, causes me to have an idea or have like a train of thought and then just moves on to the next one. It's not like I necessarily wanted to, but it's like, I also don't really care. I've kind of come to terms with most of that. Also, most of the ideas are junk. If I were to write some of them down, it'll be like... I mean, the only ones I truly do keep are the ones I actually genuinely, like, really love the idea of or I'd probably push with for. With me, ideas come to me randomly. I could be out walking. I could see an image. I could be listening to something. I'd be watching something. And then... an a concept as i call them is like what the mechanics of the story are like you know horror it's always like oh the ghost is in the hallway but i think of that and then i try and make a layer around that mm. but the thing is like this is all in my head and the first initial idea is great but i never write it down 
So the idea spirals out of control, and I can't contain it, and I lose it. So, you know, I tried keeping a journal to write stuff down, keeping notes, and, you know, it's been tough. And, unfortunately, like, one of my flaws and strengths is I'm too ambitious for my own good. So whenever I do a project, I will try go above my own capabilities to try get it out there, and that's kind of held me back, but also made me ambitious to do it, because if I do it, then more power to me. But, you know, Brain Sponge is just this nice little thing where we don't have to think about it. We're making something fun. Like, you know, I'm doing editing, listening back, Matthew's drawing. You know, it keep, it keeps us doing what we want to do. Mm. It's a nice little routine. I really, really wish that I could unlock those levels of creativity. Because for me, personally, I can't generate ideas just by seeing stuff. If I want to have ideas, I have to sit down for a long time, you know, do my research. I have to read. I have to think. I have to mm. learn. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes that process feels a bit endearing. Sometimes it feels a bit rough to do. Yeah, yeah. But I still, I don't know, I still push myself for it. But sometimes it just feels a bit, yeah, you know. The difference between our show and your show is, like, you want to inform, you want to push, like, you know, you're motivational. You want someone to come to your podcast and, you know, come away with something, come away with a talk. I have a few times, you know, going, you know what, he's right. Whereas with ours, like, you know, because the way I edit our podcast is our audio tracks, I put mine more to the left channel and matches to the right. So it sounds like if you've headphones on, you're sitting in a room with people. That, like, you know, you're just listening in on a conversation. And funnily enough, how I edit the podcast is I will play video games while the audio is playing. And I feel like if I'm not paying attention, it means that there's a gap. And I get rid of the gap. And that's usually how I edit. Because it's a podcast that you just do throw on in the background. And maybe something catches your ear. Because every time it's where I'd yeah. stop and re-listen. So that's what we want. Just, as you said, a little safe space for people to just put on in the background. Listen to two guys just talking. Nothing too serious. But at the same time. You know, just be like, you know what, they had some good points. And despite that seeming like a very small thing, I think it's something that we really need. You see, a few months ago, I did this really good episode with this group called Andy's Man Club, which is essentially a group revolving men's mental health, which is like a social club. And they just sit around and they just, just talk to each other casually with no judgment. And I find that amazing. Yeah, I also find it quite scary how... That's such a groundbreaking idea that no one thought of it beforehand. Mm. You know what I mean? It is It is a hard thing. And, you know, our generation is one of the first ones to really... Is everything okay? Yeah, I was just wondering if I need to cough. Yeah, that's fine. They were, like, it's... Our generation is one of the first ones to kind of look past the barrier of, like, be a man, be tough, you know. <laughs> mm. He got it out of the system. But, you know, to be yeah. tough, that's okay. Because that was one thing that... I had to come to grips with was because I was such like you know not to go too much into my childhood but like you know I was very inside because I was born with clubbed feet which means like you know my feet my ankles were pivoted in towards themselves so I had I was in hospital a lot I had a lot of surgeries I was in casts and I couldn't really do physical activities and I was just isolated so I didn't really get to you know socialize so I was quiet I was getting speech therapy until I was eight years old because I just wouldn't talk to anyone. And, like, you know, it still affects me to this day, like, physically because I walk with a limp and my feet are always on fire. Like, every time I walk, it just hurts, but I've gotten used to it. So, you know, getting out there and just trying to socialize and mingle was always tough, but it was one of the best things I ever did. And 
like I was just one of those guys who would just stay in and play Xbox and have Xbox friends. And one day I decided, you know what, I want to go out there. And because of that, I met Matthew. Oh, you yeah, know, bro. Like, literally, because I forced myself to just socialize. Like, you know, of course, ups and downs. But, you know, it's one of the things I always try to do is just jump out of that safety bubble. And because of that, you know, we have this lovely little podcast of ours. Hell, yeah. It's just space to open up. Yeah. We shoot down bubbles. That's what we do. Yeah. see one thing and this is going off topic slightly and one thing i wanted to discuss on here was how so you know you guys are from ireland and i'm not sure if you've got the biggest muslim community or if you know the most about other religions over there but um you guys approach everything with an open mind so you know i am pretty strongly Muslim, I'm very strong in my faith, and despite you guys not having, you know, the strongest connection to religion, after what Kian told me about how it was in Ireland when he was growing up. Oh, those damn Christians, am I right? Haha. <laughs> no, like, it's it's weird, because, like, I'm pretty sure we spoke about this on the episode with you, mm-hmm. on how, like... Batman and the Bible, man. That's yep, another Batman, good Batman episode. religion. Yeah, but like you know how unintentionally how religion and schools over here intentionally make people kind of let's be honest racist that they kind of see other races as below them like you know white saviors and whatnot and it's until after the facts because like you know in Ireland if you want to go to school you have to be well it's not as much anymore as when we were growing up and they were kind of getting rid of all of it you have to be christened so you think like almighty jesus you know like it's just it's in your head mm. and after a while you're just kind of like what the fuck because like i remember there was someone in my primary school he was hindi and you know we always thought it was weird that he wasn't participating but we were the weird ones at the end of the day but like mm. you know you kind of ireland's in this weird phase of trying to this like we're rebels it's in our blood it's always been in our blood and now like you know um gay rights abortion laws just you know trying just for everyone to be accepted over here there's always like the older generation fighting back on that like you know there's a bit of fight in us and so we're like as we were talking about earlier like you know we're the generation of men where we know it's okay to be emotionally vulnerable and whatnot yeah so it's just it's good and bad because like you'll get the cool kids who'll still have that old mentality or it's just come down from their parents which is where a lot of it comes from Mm. really uh, back to the point about the quote-unquote yeah. white saviour that we were talking about. So, I find that quite... Okay, this is probably bad to laugh at, but I do find it a bit funny, considering how Jesus mm. is often showed in like a lot of literature to be have been a white man, but in reality... <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't tell the Americans, but Jesus was not in fact a white man. This is this is where the door breaks down. Yeah. The door breaks down. FBI open up. Ah. But you know, it's just that that was what Ireland was at the time because the church, the religion, the Christianity had more power than the government. Then mm. all these horrific stuff started to get uncovered and they kind of just lost their power from there. Yeah. So you all you always hear them like the fucking I swore. Oops. Um you always hear the stories of you know, your elders being religious and whatnot. Mm. But, you know, growing up in Ireland, we were 
we're kind of lucky because we're at the phase where like now it's okay for everyone to be who they want to be and feel what they want to feel. Yeah. And Matthew, um, so you've got a, you've got an American accent. So I was wondering maybe if you had a sort of different upbringing. Or... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Irish, born and raised. Uh, oh, the accent is <laughs> is shockingly out of nowhere. Like wow. I don't think I've really met any Americans growing up either. I mean, I had family in America, but I, I never really met wow. with them. And Ireland, I don't know. Ireland's weird. Um, I remember as I remember as a kid. I mean, hell, even as a kid, like I mean, Ireland's like like diversity was like not much no to no, when when we were like kids because i remember when i was in like primary school and and like in one of the first years of uh of being there uh there was like a a, a black girl in my class and uh i remember going up to her and saying your hair's weird and like childhood uh, ignorance yeah yeah and uh that made her cry and I couldn't know, I couldn't believe it for the life of me. I'm like, wait, what did I say wrong? I just said it, her hair was weird. And the teacher was like, you can't say that. And I mean, I obviously know better now, but it's a I mean, brave thing to admit as well. You know, ignorance as a child. Yeah, I mean, that's very young. That's like, yeah. I mean, in in the same like, I think that was like the same time when I remember, <laughs> I remember a really funny moment when I pointed out to my mom, like I pointed to a black man and uh, i asked my mom like why why is he different from me <laughs> or and like mm. and it's like i i was like uh, i would probably say it was like five or six or something like that because i we we were mm. driving home from my kindergarten um and i only remember that memory because it's like a lasting impression of just like how ignorant you can be especially and it was a sign at the times as well because that was like you know when a lot of immigration started happening to Ireland and a lot of communities started coming over to Ireland, you know, mm. when, you know, school went down, we started mingling with more people from different countries, backgrounds and cultures. So, you know, the older generation, like, you know, it's a thing with Ireland that, like, you know, a lot of the older generation is kind of racist. Mm. But our one, our generation is, like, you know, a lot more welcoming, a lot more embracing and, you know, tolerant, not tolerant, but, you know, just understanding. I, I'd say that's tolerance in, yeah. a, in a, a degree. That I mean, respectful. Yeah, I mean, we still have a ways to go because even our generation still has its fair share of like who people who do not like tolerating anything, and yeah. it's like, but um, yeah, Ireland has a way to go in 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 like that area. It, I mean, like literally, like two years ago, and I still think it's a running app at the moment. Is we had an app in Ireland that uh, you're meant to record all racist acts that happen in Ireland, mm. and there was like in the first few weeks, I think there was like over like a thousand videos, yeah. and I was just I was shocked. I was like, "What the actual? F like this is this is insane to watch." Especially because what what made it more jarring for me was especially locations. Uh, when I saw the recordings, I saw Ireland, and it's yeah. like it's it's it's. Although I might not see it day to day, it is happening all across, like the like especially Dublin City, anyways. Yeah. Uh, because that's where the app it was mainly advertised to, um, and uh, it was is yeah, it was just shocking for the fact that the moment you kind of 
realize it's at your home or like at like mm. a place of your living and you're 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 seeing uh like because this stuff in america is always like tragic to see like it was like but i think a lot of people in ireland uh, and probably england as well um they they would kind of have a, some sort of disconnect mm. from what they see and they're like that's america though america's a piece of crap and like who 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 needs them but we also we don't realize those same parasites and all those mm. things are, exist here as well and the thing about ireland is like you know unlike the uk where there's lots of big cities sprawled across the uk mm. there's only really dublin here so all those communities are just compressed into Dublin, whereas everywhere else in Ireland will mainly be Irish-based. Yeah. Maybe Belfast. Maybe Belfast has... Yeah, but Northern Ireland's an entirely different subject Uh, altogether. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. See, I think it feels a lot scarier and a lot more real when it happens to somewhere close to you. So, for example, if it's... If you have an incident that happens that's, like, around the corner from you, that makes you a lot more aware because it's it's affecting people, you know, and... Because yeah. I can say that I know I'm privileged, you know. I know mm. that, especially when it comes to police, police won't come near me. I know that I can walk safely at night. Yeah. And it's something that, like, you know, that's one of the few things that a lot of men still can't come to grips with in Ireland. Because recently there was a case you probably heard about, but there was this girl who was just going out for a run in broad daylight and she was murdered. Her name was Ashling. Yeah. She was only 23. And we actually have two cases at the moment yeah. of missing women. Yeah. Uh, one Bernadette, was yeah. yeah. One was here in Swords. Yeah. Uh, she was in Donabate, which is about ten minutes away from Swords, and it's just yeah. manhunts. And um, the other one was in uh, Tullamore, which Tullamore, is in the yeah. middle of the country. Yeah. So you know, whenever anything happens, like crimes against women, because I remember last year one of the biggest ones was Richard Everard, who a policeman killed her, and you'll always see, you know, men going, it's not all men, which is not the point. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, yes, it's not all men, but it's still men. So, you know, there's still that ignorance and not accepting yeah. that. It, it's, I think the biggest thing when people say it's not all men, right? And They're the biggest just trying piece, to defend themselves. Yeah, the, yeah that's, there's that. And the biggest piece of ignorance is the fact that I don't think you're understanding the point yeah. when women say this. The thing is... It's, it's when you look at the cases... The majority is like ninety-five percent men who yeah. do all these horrible acts. Meaning, women aren't being taught uh, to be dickheads yeah. or be like, well, what's the female version of misogyny? I guess. I know or, that there's a term, but at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's that, and it's um, I mean, I guess boys are like. Yeah, boys are more defensive, and uh, we're taught that, like, you're going to be kind of fine for the most part, and, like, the world is in your hands kind of type thing, where, like, it just, you're allowed, like, to do whatever the fuck you want. It's kind of perceived that way, and... Whereas women, they're afraid to leave their house, they're afraid to walk at night, they have to have their keys between their fingers, they have to do, like... This is stuff I'm aware of, and I know that I have to do better with. So, like, you know, most days when I am going to work, I leave the house at about 20 to 7, so it's still dark, and you'll get people running in the morning 
or just people walking. And I will always make sure, like, you know, to be as far away as possible. Because, like, you know, I'm tall. I'm six foot one, six foot two. So it's just things like this. But, you know, it is a privilege. And, like, you know, I know some of these horrible things, like, you know, like racism, misogyny, fearing for my life while walking at. One second, I have a dog chewing at me. But, you know, I don't have to fear he, for these things. Yeah, the dog is trying to stop you from saying, like, no, 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 you must keep no, the patriarchy intact. That's what the dog is saying at the moment. But, yeah, like, you know, it's just, <laughs> there's a lot of ignorance that, like, you know, it doesn't take a lot to educate, you know? Yeah. And that's just one of the things when people scream, not all men in this country. They're trying to defend themselves, yeah. but they just they don't really do anything about I, it. I think it's because I think it's like there's a huge chain reaction when it comes to it it's just like why are like men being taught that like uh you don't have to apologize you're like you're you're always going to be the breadwinner you're always yeah. going to be like like you're going to be like the the king of the ball or whatever like that um but i think there's like it it comes from like a deeper thing where like we have a huge amount of like like this idea that well what's where where am I going to go with this but i I'm going to probably bring it to like when people are in like let's say poverty right mm. like when i mean Ireland has a huge poverty problem um i mean i God, I might go on a like huge amount of tangents because <laughs> because I really fucking hate this part of the country. Yeah. But um, um to summarize, like you know, we're two straight white men who are always trying to educate ourselves on topics like this. Yeah. Like you know, like Matthew said something really interesting in the recent episode of Brainswitch about the aforementioned baseball man was that you wanted to put numbers on the back of their uniform of famous um black baseball players, which I thought was a very touching tribute yeah you know it's the small yeah. details because like if you search up what them numbers are you'd see the player responsible for it yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. That, that yeah that, that was like I, I i love that idea and that brings us to the end of this episode it and it and and that brings us to the end of part one so part two should be releasing next week so you can hear the next part of the conversation between me kian and matthew Please follow Brainsponge. Please follow Kian and Matthew. I will share their social media links. And please subscribe to, I guess, both of us. Thank you so much for your time. And hopefully I'll see you next week. Thanks and good night.